0: Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com
1: So the Rock turned up to smackdown at 5.15 MT. He parked in the parking lot worse than anyone has ever parked in a parking space ever. I mean, Larry David would have been livid. And I was like, yep. This is the kind of hill nonsense I need in my life. Also, my friends, and welcome to SmackDown Ups and Downs, where indeed we are going to go through the Friday night show and decide what was good and what was bad. That's it. We got a lot to talk about. Let's go. We did have to sort out the men's elimination chamber before anything, though, and what a wonderful match we did have. It was Dominic Mysterio versus Kevin Owens. I've told you this before, they're basically like my sons. That's how much I like them. Shouldn't have said it. As much as I do love Kevin Owens as well, I can't lie. If the condom had been victorious here, I would have done the dance of joy. Can you imagine him in the chamber freaking out? Sadly, it didn't happen. I'm going to assume this is because KO and Logan Paul will continue their feud inside that structure. And honestly, Kevin must have gone to Dom. Hey, bro, do you want to go out there and just kick the ship out of each other? Mysterio was like, that sounds great, pal. That's what they did. Dom Dom did try to talk on his way to the ring, but of course, everybody was going boo-wurns. That's when he got in the squared circle. So Kevin knocked him out when he tried to get back in. So Owens knocked him back out again. Sometimes just the simple stuff. When Owens did go to get him, though, all of a sudden our truth was here, and I think this was being sold as our truth. Thinking Kevin Owens was the Miz. Now I'm not 100% sure about that, but look at the T-shirt, pro wrestling tees. It's my favorite thing in the world. The Condor Men noticed it, so of course he did a big old dive. And in terms of ups and downs and all the shows we have covered in 2024, that's right, on February the 17th, so far we haven't had one event that didn't have a dive. We are living in very interesting times. <clears throat> Owen soon booted Dominic right in the stomach when he hit the cannonball and the splash of the frogs. He got a one-two oohs. So he was starting to cook. stereo then reversed a pop-up power bomb into a facebuster though, which was pretty damn cool. And when it was KO trying to do the three amigos, on the last one, Dommy Boy gave him a DDT and he got another one-two ooh. And like I say, I kind of wanted him to win, so I dared to believe. He then did miss his own frog splash, but was able to get the six-one because he was panicking, he turned to R-Truth, he was like, Oh, hi, you are actually in the Judgment Day, so why don't you go and get me a chair? Once again, R-Truth listened to the t-shirt, because he got this thing and he just sat on it. Honestly, one day I will meet R-Truth, I'm going to tell him he's the best. It also meant that Dominic was so mad, he totally forgot he was in a match where he got booted and hit with the pop-up power bomb, and that was it, one, two, three... Kevin Owens is going to Australia. Now I'm just going to throw in there that KO did not use the stunner. I mean, that's just me totally making things up. And me thinks that maybe deep down our truth knows that he's never actually going to be in the Judgment Day. And he's about to get his revenge. But like I say, this is a very fun start up. I think Drew McIntyre must have been watching this as well. Because he was just ranting in the back about the Elimination Chamber when he got interrupted by LA Knight. Ah, He was having none of this and he said, oh, well, look who it is. It is Drew McIntyre. And you don't even need to worry about that damn pay-per-view premium live event because it's just going to be another day where somebody steals the spotlight from you. That will be me. He murked it. Drew just thinks that LA is one big lie and he puts on this facade because deep down he's a scared little boy. (laughs) When Knight was like, oh, yeah, well, ever since I've been on the main roster, you've been the champion of nothing. It's like, man, it's like I'm talking to my parents. LA even mentioned Drew CM puncture show. was like, oh, well, it's really good. There's a gravestone on there, because that's exactly where all your opportunities are going. And McIntyre got so pissed off here, it almost felt to me, if we do break down the fourth wall, that Drew totally let LA Knight win this one. Almost like he knows what he's doing. Officials then ran in to break this up, and we are going to do this match next week. So I tell you, in terms of just two people yelling at each other, it's going to get an up, because within about two minutes, They had me invested, take my money. But please do put it in the right stock. Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman were then showing turning up at the building at 3.33 MT. Because as I've told you, if WWE is going to document this, so will I. He was kind of pleased to see Sola Sokoa, and maybe less so Jimmy Uso. And I was like, well, he's never pleased to see anyone. The flub is happening. We also cut straight from this to Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne too, because they had something to say. Now, Dunne was especially over the moon, because he's so pleased that he has teamed up with Tyler again. And look, they are but days away from becoming the tag team champions, or at least how they see. Bate then said he came up with a brand new name for them, which is the New Catched Republic. I started looking around the room. I was like, wait a minute. Am I watching Attack of the Clones? Oh, I can't sit through it again. Storming then stumbled in because he was super pissed off that they even dare mention the tag team championships. And that's when Dunn and Bate challenged him and Truth to a tag team match that's going to be happening on next week's Smackdown. Now, look, I don't know about you, but kind of sounds to me like our truth is going to screw Dominic Mysterio over. That's exactly how it should be. There was so much chamber focus on this show as well, which was the right way. Next up was Tiffany Stratton taking on Zelina Vega. And there has been a bunch of rumors recently that Jade Cargill was meant to be in the Elimination Chamber and now we've changed our minds. She was actually watching on here as well as a bunch of other people. I'll get to that in just one second. And I actually think this does make sense because Tiffany Stratton has only just been called up to the main roster. She's going to go in the Chamber. I doubt she is going to win, but you want to make sure you spotlight her and trying to do that with two people it just sounds like a jubbly mess. Stran also flexed at the start of this match because why wouldn't you if you've got muscles? Which is when Zelina was like, that's it, I'm sick of you. And she summoned her street fighter powers and she did a moonsault to the outside the of del fantasma also came out to watch this from the front row because why wouldn't you do that which is when tiffany and zelina started punching each other in the face which is when the lwo also walked out i was like did none of you guys actually think about this beforehand you all need better plans around about this time too zelina did miss a 619 but i tell you she effortlessly then went into a ddt she got the one two oh well, that's pretty good stride then came back with that alabama slam thing in the does when she also did a cartwheel so, I can't remember my list now, but it's definitely her. It's Willow Nightingale, somebody else, Lady Frost, and of course Jack Cartwheel. They got this manoeuvre wrapped up. Tiffany then got a little bit worried, so they were mucking around with Barry Barricade. Because Selena Vega did find herself out there, she started jawjacking with Electra Lopez. That's like Selena. You can't do this, you're a wrestler, you'll forget you're in a match. I was right. Because he turned right into the spine buster by Stratton, who then hit the prettiest moonsault ever. Although, my words, he absolutely crushed Alina Vega. That's why that move is terrifying. She did get the one, two, three, much like Kevin Owens. She's going to Australia. So once again, I do hope we have a mega plan here because yes, Tiffany Stratton should be pushed to the moon. She's got what it takes ah, up. Do you remember how last week, too, we were just randomly told, oh, by the way, AJ Styles isn't in the OC anymore. Well I think somebody remembered. Oh wait. We're meant to tell stories, so we got one. Because the OC did find Styles in the back, and they were like, oh, what's happened to you, Ash? You've forgotten where you come from. When Styles just got to his feet, and he pie-faced Carl Anderson, and everybody got really upset. So we're super serious now because they looked at each other, and I assume we are going to do this match, and good. I know the OC haven't been on TV for a while, but at least give me an ending. The least you can do. They got a video from Damage Control after this as EOSKY, Oscar, and Kairi Sane told us that it's the hero of EOSKY. And I was like, well, this is what they've been doing all week editing. They also called out Dakota Kai, but I am not buying that at all. It's such a ruse, it's such a lie. If I could get a message to Bailey, I would tell her to watch her back. They are clearly in cahoots. Oscar also ended this by saying, nobody is ready for Damage Control. And I was like, that's an outright lie. Bailey's been ready for you since day one.
0: So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. next time. Slash wrestling. This is what I think somebody else backstage
1: had another moment because they were like oh yeah the authors of pain have come back up to the main roster and while they're very good at writing novels about people screaming in agony they should probably whip some ass too. That's why they were taking on Javier Bernal and Bo Morris who you may recognize from NXT but the point here is that the wider audience wouldn't know who they were. They got absolutely flattened the authors of pain did that super collider thing but they basically just threw them into the floor and they got the one two three and look sometimes you have to do a squash because we need a squash i fancy some squash this was a squash and now we remember that the authors of pain are absolutely dominating i'm gonna give it a nap however i'm gonna throw it down in there because this whole bobby lashley crew taking on carrying and Crossview feud i don't understand it at all i still don't understand why well, they do have beef and now they don't do much of anything like they fell out on the Royal Rumble, there's been no follow-up since, which is strange because WWE is usually very good at this. But yeah, give him something, please. Down. Logan Paul then promised that he was going to go to the Elimination Chamber and win it, and then go on to challenge Seth Rollins at WrestleMania to become the champion. And I'm going to make this prediction right here, right now. It may not happen for a while, but that is going to happen one day. If you weren't ready for it, start preparing. It also meant it was time for Logan Paul versus The Miz, and these two guys just deserve all the credit in the world. Like, we still don't put enough respect on The Miz's name, but as we always say about Logan Paul, I think this was his first ever TV match on SmackDown, and the dude just gets it. He also took a kid's bottle of Prime and stuck his gum in there, and my Tootsie Toes tell me that was probably a plant, but either way, it was quite funny. When he also busted out a crossbody. Now look, that move is absolutely useless, because it never helps anyone. My word, it looked good. He also tried for a standing moonsault, but that's when the Miz got the knees up because he knows what he's doing. When he saw Logan's face, he was like, I don't like that. So he booted him right in the skull. This ties back into what we were talking earlier because we did cut to the crowd and Nick Aldis was sat there with the strangest bunch of people ever. We had Bron Breaker, Jade Cargill, Liv Morgan and Bianca Belair I'm like, are we going to do that four-way? And if so, how the flub are we going to get there? Around right about this time, too, Logan used his elbow to smash The Miz. And that makes all the sense in the world, because, again, that is the pointy bit. When Logan Paul also hit a split-legged moonsault. I was like, this is only his, like, first or second or third or fourth or fifth or sixth or seventh or eighth match. He hasn't had that many. And now he's doing these. It's not fair. Miz eventually hit the yes kicks when Logan proved he does watch the television show. Because he used Rita The Ring Post. And Paul Rita was always getting into it. When he hit this absolutely wild frog splash, I'm not going to say it again, but he does constantly surprise me. Miz wanted to one-up him as well, so he went for the skull-crushing finale, and when that didn't work, he had avalanche codebreaker for a one-two-oo. I saw some people on the internet saying they didn't like this. I mean, what the flub did you want? Paul then also proved he'd been watching 1980s wrestling as he raked the eyes when he went to get the brass knucks. And we kind of got a nice twist because The Miz was like, man, I do watch what you do. That's not happening. When they got back in the ring and Logan Paul cut him off with a punch where he hit this kind of face buster thingamajig and he beat him. And dare I say it, this felt like his most definitive victory yet. So obviously he is going to be absolutely brilliant. But I also want to shout out The Miz, who is just such a good company, man. The WWE is better because he's in it. I'm giving an up. And that's right. Logan Paul is now going down under. The tie to earlier 2, Tiffany Stratton was there talking to Bianca Belair and Liv Morgan backstage. When Jay Cargo walked in, she was super mad too. I was like, what exactly happened? Aldis thankfully was there to calm everyone down, where he waltzed off with Bron I can't lie, this was a little bit like a cutscene from WWE 2K. What happened next wasn't at all though, because Naomi made her proper return to WWE. Loved it. She also has new theme music for her entrance, which is still one of the best in the business. And of course, she was meant to be taking on Shotzi here. Very sadly, got injured down in NXT. Now, this did not sound good at all. So all the positive thoughts to her. Hope she's okay. Instead, she was going to take on Alba Fire. And that kind of did telegraph the ending. So much so, I would have bet my life that Naomi was going to win. You'll be saying, Simon, why the hell would you bet your life on a wrestling match? And you make a great point. It's because I'm an idiot. Fire did boot Naomi right in the skull. So Naomi was like, you can't do that to me. So she booted Fire right in the skull. When it was Naomi that did a split-legged moonsault. I was like, man, she must have been watching Logan Paul. Things then went nuts because Naomi hit a bulldog into Simba the Steel Steps. I was like, well, how is that not a DQ? When she got back in the ring, she hit another bulldog for the one, two, ooh. And that still didn't work. That's a little bit like, Naomi, you should probably never do that move again. Naomi then hit crossbody of her own, and once again, it continues to be the least successful but prettiest move in all of professional wrestling, when we got somewhat of a tease, because partner Isla Dawn punched Naomi, and fire went for the pin, and she got a one-two oop. Now, I'll be honest with you, it didn't really get me, but good try. Naomi just used this to apply her starstruck submission instead, where she did get the tap-out victory, and I like this too, because she has brought that across from TNA, makes all the nerd fans happy. It also means that she is now in the Elimination Chamber and it's so nice to see her back this time around. Let's hope WWE realizes what they do have, getting up. But then another quick tease between Dakota Kai and Bailey, as Dakota was like, oh, you can't trust me. And Bailey was like, I bet I can't. And I figured this out. Listen to me, Bales. you can't trust her because her last name is Kai. That ties into Cobra Kai. They sweep the leg. From nowhere to Nick Alderson walked out on stage and went, "Hi, look who it is. It's Bron Breaker. This is a SmackDown contract, and Brown just signed it. Just like that. Given that we have done this, I presume that he won't be going after Gunther's Intercontinental Championship either, so here's what we have to do call up Baron Corbin, we know he can smash it on the main roster, and do the Wolf Dogs on SmackDown. I'm sorry, that is one of the best randomly put together tag teams ever, and I mean that, and I need more of it in my life. Either way, get ready for Breaker to fly, that dude totally has it. When? Well,. We just got box office. For the bloodline did come to the ring when Roman Reigns demanded that we acknowledged him. As soon as we did, he went, You're all idiots. Made me laugh. He was basically worried we were going to ruin the night by being dumb as soon as The Rock turned up, because this is a very significant evening, because they're about to make history. Point one being The Rock is officially in the bloodline. I don't know how we got here. As he said his name, Dwayne Johnson did come to the ring, wrestling rule 14.08. And everyone had been going, oh my gosh, we're going to get Hollywood Rock. Actually, it was far better than this, because he came out in the best, worst waistcoat you've ever seen. So we're actually getting Bad Guy Rock from 1998. And in terms of nostalgia, plug me in. So I don't even care how we got here, it's totally the right way. And even with the story, fans still went, oh my gosh, it's The Rock. So Roman was right. And just seeing the people's champ lay into everyone, this is what it's all about. I mean, say whatever you want about that character, but in this kind of environment... just makes all the sense in the world is two plus two equals four i mean he even told us that we just broken a world record for the biggest pieces of trailer pass trash walking in one area and that we're all inbred and we have 50 wives now look i know it's the same old shtick but he says it was such venom it makes me chuckle he also called somebody in the crowd fatty and said they had herpes in their face and what a wonderfully stupid thing to say he then went really in on everybody too because he said look what you had the biggest wrestlemania made, it made of in history the rock versus roman reigns and what did you do you flushed it down the toilet the same toilet you sat on when you tweeted we want cody man why why bitch bitch once again i was laughing i mean i do want cody but funny is funny rock also wanted to know what cody rhodes story even was because let's go back to 2023 he tried to beat roman reigns And he lost. Some people are now so upset because they're like, oh man, The Rock ignored the fact that Cody won the Royal Rumble. But I think that's the point. He's an arrogant heel. And again, ever since the late 90s, when he would play this role, he would use illogic, that's not a word, but he would use non-logic to make his point to get you upset. That's the whole idea. He then compared it to the Super Bowl because the 49ers didn't come out and say, we want to finish our story. When he dropped the ultimate bomb, he was like, yeah, you know what it's like? When Michael Jordan crushed the Utah Jazz's dream. There you go. The Rock then called a spawn entitled crybaby bitches, which I for one am very proud to being when he said to Cody, I'm going to make sure you walk out of WrestleMania a loser. Now the big twist here is when he was doing this, he was pointing at everyone. And when he said loser, do you know where the finger went? In the direction of Roman Reigns, I'm going to make my prediction right now. I think we have a spy in the bloodline that by the end of WrestleMania 40 we're gonna have a lovely ending the best line was so obvious and yet I didn't see it coming Because when the rock did the whole if you smell he didn't say what the rock was cooking he said what the bloodline was cooking for some reason that hit like crack I Middlely, mean, it did feel like the rock had gone a little bit too long because the show just ended but I don't care about that I'm just gonna repeat the same thing over and over again fun is fun and this is fun especially because the last thing we saw a smacker down was the rock doing we are the ones point just like a full circle thing Because what was he doing in the late 90s that's right nation of domination so it's just the best way to ride out your career i do think he'll turn face at wrestlemania 40 and beat up roman reigns but this is just an absolute joy and i had a good time and that's why i watch professional wrestling this is getting up you should probably go and check it out too and yes i know it's got more plot holes than a uk motorway but once again i'm just enjoying the ride which everyone keeps telling me to do and in terms of smackdown overall getting that damn up now please do leave a comment and let me know how wrong i am because this does happen to be the way a lot so you may as well tell me like the video share the video and subscribe click the video on the screen which is ups and downs for aew dynamite to enjoy my entire week
0: of wrestling madness otherwise have a great weekend my friends see you soon